Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and most heavenly God, we just thank you for being God all by yourself. We thank you for this anniversary. We thank you for this day. We thank you for all the celebration along the journey. We thank you for the most elder to the most youngest. From the most seasoned to the one beginning the journey. Lord, we thank you for the families that planted seeds here and trees have grown. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for the leadership of the homecoming teams of the past and the homecoming team of the present. Thank you for the newness of your grace this day. For if it wasn't for God on our side, Lord, where would we be? Thank you, Lord, for our mighty, mighty words. Move me behind the cross that the words that come forth may be pleasing unto you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. The names of the families we read. The history has been put in the book. The youth has planted new seeds. Just as we were cared for when our Sunday school teacher might have been Miss Betty Davis. Or maybe our Boy Scout leader was Mr. Brown. Or maybe our school teacher was Miss Thomas or Miss Mitchell. And maybe the cafeteria or the bus driver or the person who made sure you couldn't miss a day of school lived right across the street. The memories are fond. But the present day is even special unto itself. For all who have made this journey celebratory today, we give them a hand clap of praise. Will you praise them for their efforts? Will you lift up this choir who has practiced hard? Will you lift up all the praise dance? Will you lift up all the newness? Will you lift up all the gifts and talents that God has brought forth to this church? Will we lift up the visitors that added to the specialness of this hour? For the director and the drummer who came from another congregation to share, though they have gone on to be with their church, we thank them for their blessings. But if we went far and near and thanked everyone who was sitting beside us, who turned the lights on and did all these things, we would be remiss if we didn't thank God. So though we've clapped for the choir and we've clapped for what has gone on and we pray, I ask you now to give a true hand a clap of praise for the Most High God, Jesus Christ, who woke us up this morning, gave us a new day, allowed us to have 90 years in this community. Some of you have said, I'm always a St. Paul member. That's good to know. Because what was planted here, the roots are long 
the roots are strong and the roots of God are everlasting. I ask some of you to think about the day that you first came to St. Paul. Maybe it was because your mother and father were here and they wouldn't allow you to go anyplace else but here. <laughs> this is the family church. It's always been the family church. will be the family church forever and ever. And I don't care where you choose to join church. You are forever here. You got that? <laughs> I mean, some of you took a risk when you say, I used to be a St. Paul member and your mom and dad were sitting right on the wall. So some people say, used to be. You still are, didn't you know? Now you can go to Houston and you can go to this place and you can go everywhere around the world, but you need to understand, right here is where your lifelong membership is. And we can profess to be other things and other times, but the profession of loving Jesus Christ is higher than we can even imagine. Because the foundation of love was set here. Give you a look back over the week. The prayer vigil. Miss Amelia Mitchell and her team did an awesome job bringing together people to pray. Do you remember the first time you prayed at this altar? Or maybe you prayed your first time at the altar on the other corner. Maybe you prayed the prayer that your teacher from Sunday school had taught you to pray. Maybe it was the one your grandparents taught you to pray. But either way, you were here and you were praying. Today marks a major day in our lives. There are many churches that start, finish, and are done and are erased out of the books in a quick period of time. In this 30-year time period now, we've celebrated three 30s. 1915 to 1945, 1945 to 1975. Right. In these 90 years, there have been 24 pastors. The first 30 years, there were 11 pastors. The second 30 years, there were four pastors. This third 30 years, there have been nine pastors. They all brought another piece of God. To this body of Christ. But what did they have in common? What did this body of Christ have in common? I'll share with you, and it's based upon the abundance that God has given us. Today marks the second of a series called Abundant Living. And so I share with you the name of this scripture or the name of this sermon is simply Talent Check. But I want to open it with something that will keep us pondering through this word. Are you a risk taker for Jesus Christ? To laugh is to risk appearing a fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out for another is a risk of involvement. To expose feeling is a risk of exposing your true self. To place your ideas, your dreams before the crowd is risk of loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To live is to risk dying. To hope is to risk despair. To try is to risk 
failure, but the risk must be taken because the ha greatest hazard in life is taking no risk at all. It goes on to talk about how we suffer when we don't take risk. And it talks about those that don't take risk become chained to their fears. And it ends with a statement that says, only a person who risks is truly free. The families that started this were risk takers. The families who brought their families were risk takers. The families that sit beside you look around. You may say, I would have never thought Mr. Evans was a risk taker. He doesn't look like a risky kind of guy. But ask Mr. Evans about his history. Ask him about where he's been through life. Ask him about his life journeys and you find that not only has he been a risk taker here, but everywhere else. So this is a church of risk takers. And so we begin this journey this morning about talent checks. Thinking one thing only, what does it mean to be a risk taker for Jesus Christ? Jesus taught in the parables, and the parables were there to help humanity, not only humanity then, but humanity now. People just like you and me to see the miracles of a teachable moment. But you see, miracles are all around us. Look around. Do you see any miracles? I would say there's one right beside you. There's one right behind you. There's one sitting with you. And there's one within your heart. So some of you are miracles because the doctor said you would have died. Others of you are miracles because your mama knew you was in trouble. Your daddy knew you was in trouble. Big mama knew you was in trouble. But she said, baby, there's a miracle in you. I don't care what they say about you. I know you're better than that. I know you're capable. There's a miracle in you. The parables were about seeing new lenses. The moments of grace sprinkled down upon us because when you see grace is unmerited favor. It's not favor we went out and asked, could we have? It's not favor that was extended to us because we were so cute, because we prayed so well, because we knew Mr. Evans. It's unmerited favor. And God gave it to us. Yes, the homecoming opened with a prayer vigil. Some said, We've never had a prayer vigil on a Wednesday. We only have Bible study on Wednesday. How could we be having a prayer vigil on Wednesday? How could a storm have come through this town on a Saturday? How could our lives be shaken up and our faith be challenged in the middle of the week? How could a situation tell you're not coming back home for another three weeks? It's not about what has never happened before. It's about the new lens. Are you a risk taker of Jesus Christ? Are you ready for your gifts to be multiplied? Are you ready for the new faith that God has placed in you right now? Are you ready for a new kind of multiplication? So I asked you again, are you a risk taker for Jesus Christ? Abundant living requires that we take a risk. Because if we do what we've always done, we will get what we always got. And that's a form of insanity that God has released us from. 
for yesterday's dreams came into reality. But if we never dream again, we live on what used to be. I've heard a lot of used to be stories. I have my own personal used to be stories. They're good to look back. God is saying, will you look back? But can you look forward and be a risk taker for Jesus Christ? Martin Luther King called us to be drum majors a long time ago. But some of us had put our drums in the closet. Some of us said, I never was a good drum major. Some of us said, my sticks got broke 20 years ago and I ain't picked them up since. Are you a risk taker for Jesus Christ? Some of us are saying, I should have had the five talents. No, I should have got the two. No, maybe one talent is what God should have blessed me with. Dig deep. For the talents were worth a year's salary. Whether it was yesterday or now, that's a high price for talent. I don't know what you make. You may know what I make. But it really doesn't matter what the dollar is about. What is that talent that God is giving you? Is it doing multiplication in your life? Is it moving and developing and changing lives in this community? Or have you found a pot in the backyard and you put it under there like you do your keys? Thinking nobody in the neighborhood puts their keys under the pot. Everybody puts the extra key under the pot. Everybody puts the key under the back rug. And that's where you put your talent. Thinking nobody's going to find your year's salary under the pot. That's an example of doing the same old thing, expecting a different result. When the church began, there was some prosperity. But this neighborhood, like many neighborhoods through the state of Texas, wasn't looking to make a great place for African Americans. They said, if y'all go live on the west side, we don't have to worry about you. Y'all can build your stores, get your people, and do everything, and be all right on that side. All right. Truth be told, the world didn't expect us to be prosperous. All right. But I look back in the rich history. We lived through the boat and got to dry land. We lived through the land that made tobacco and cotton and creeped through the middle of the night on the freedom train to get to freedom. We've had risk takers in our lives. Why do we think we don't need to risk life now? Where have we arrived to? But to the 21st century. Is your talent in the tree? Is it under the pot? Is it in the backyard? Is it dug under the ground? Are you waiting for the most safe situation to expose your talent? Are you a risk taker for Jesus? Angela Malvo and Donald Bonnie were risk takers for Jesus Christ because they stepped up to the plate with a lot of adversity and challenge in their spirit. This is a new day. The two youngest people to be homecoming chair. Two generations singing together. I don't think Curtis and his mama have ever sang a song at the same time. You should have seen the energy. Mama, sing this way. Go on and say it like that. Say it like you need to say it. Go on, mama. You got it. You got it. All right, now. All right. And I 
And his wife even stuck up there and said, I'll sing a song. <laughs> Man, Claude and bought something else since the last month. Y'all better look at this closely. There's some risk takers in here. Take a number and become a risk taker for Jesus Christ. What does it mean to have your talent checked? It means that you're risk being honest with yourself. It means you're willing to look at how your talents are being used. Whether you're just kind of sitting on them, waiting for the perfect opportunity. The perfect opportunity is today. Somebody just got back into town. We don't know whether her house is fixed or not. That's a perfect opportunity to say, Sister, do you need some help? That's your talent. That's your service. That's the gift under God. Don't worry about how much it costs. Just ask the if you need some help. There's talents and gifts that are going underutilized right now. I didn't get invited, so I don't need to use my talent. God said multiply the talent for the glory of the kingdom to build and edify Jesus Christ. If you ask the question and you bring it forth, let's see how it can be utilized. Let's see how it can be helping somebody. Walk by faith and not by sight. Have you ever walked up to somebody and said, Has God been good to you? Are you saved? If this was your last day, would Jesus know your name? Or would he simply say, I think I knew your mama and I'll see what I can do. Your granddaddy's already here and he's been pleading your case. But does he know you? So I say to you, first and foremost, if your talent is going to get checked, it ain't about me checking it, it's about Jesus Christ checking it. It's not about looking back in the past and ignoring what's going on. It's looking at the present and saying, Lord, help me dream again. It's about looking into the future and saying, what is your preferred vision for this community? What is the preferred vision for my family? What is it that you want done through me because my talent you gave me? Talent is about investment. Yes. yes, I'll be the first to tell you my first mind is a business mind. God gave it to me. It's a talent. It's a gift. And I don't give it away and throw it to the side just because he called me to lead his people. The business of leading the people of God requires new kind of thinking, challenging us to go different places, calling upon new relationships, one that we may not have called on before because that's what it means to usher in a new talent. You got those talents too. Have you put them in the tree, under the bush, or have you talked to God about the multiplication? Talents are spirit-filled. Yesterday we had a talented woman in here who was a comedian. We had a talented family who was from New Orleans who had got caught up in the storm, but they came in here. And if you missed it, you missed something really good. Because her talent was about encouraging us to look in the mirror and see ourselves. There's a talent in laughter. There's a talent in joy. But there's a greater talent that we must look at. Will you risk everything to live free for Jesus Christ? Galatians 5, 1 says, The yoke of bondage is broke, never to be born again. Will you choose to live free for Jesus Christ? 
what did the master expect from the servants in this talent check? He expected them to encourage one another and build each other up. Check out the Thessalonian passage and see what it really says. He expected them to dream and invest so that we would all have an opportunity to grow by grace, expand our territory, and become all he had called us to be. But he didn't expect us to live in the philosophy of the seven killer words. We've always done it that way. That's not words of a dreamer. That's not words of a risk taker. That's words of a past. The past has a place. And it has built the foundation. It has enriched our souls. But there is newness in Christ. There is new mercies each and every day. God gave us mantra today, blessing from above, bread of heaven, loose it and let it come down. Too much is given. Much is required. So not only is it a risk-taking journey, it is a journey of accountability. It's not about selfishness. It's about the lessons that were taught to the first 30 that passed them on to the second 30 and the second 30 passed them on to the third 30. Whether you remember or whether you have forgotten, God has been a good God and he has set us free to live free. We are to walk by faith, not by sight. We are to call upon the Most High God. We are to see the newness of this day. We are to know the everlasting to everlasting today. But if you're a risk taker from Jesus Christ, you're saying, we are willing to help your talents grow. We are willing to embrace some newness. Can we communicate? Can we open up the table? Can we create a space? Can we make room? Y'all remember the guy on the basketball team who never could play. And you said to the coach, why is he still on the team? But he was dedicated. He came to practice. Never missed a beat. But that last game, and he had the ball, and you said, why? <laughs> Would the coach give him the ball? But he had a new three-point shot. But he always had to be in a certain spot. He couldn't shoot it from over here, couldn't shoot it from over there, just right here. Last game. Bam! Born again miracle. Three points. Shut it down. Learn the game. You said, oh, I'm so glad you want to see Just happy he was still playing the game. We all have a place in the kingdom. Look around. If you're a risk taker for Jesus Christ, you know what a bam is. Born again miracle. Shut it up, shut it down, turn around. Bam! Not too late, always on time. Bam! Never miss a beat in the name of Jesus. Bam! And that's the ain't the only one in New Orleans that can say, Bam! Jesus is good. So I say to you today, are you a risk taker for Jesus Christ? Are you willing to check your talents? Are you willing to say, God, if I planted them under the planter, 
don't banish me to darkness. But if you've been banished to darkness, know that there is still light. If God is shining down upon you this day, he's giving you an opportunity to say, I will never put my talent under the bush. He's calling us to grow. He's calling us to rebuild. He's calling us to renew. He's calling us to see a new vision. For this corner, he's not finished with. Can't you see another 30 years? Can't you see some newness? Can't you see a family life center? If you need to take your glasses off because it's blocking your vision, sometimes when we take our glasses off, we can hear better and see better. Something's going on. See what God has in front of you. Become a rich paper for Jesus Christ. The abundance of the Lord is here. Check your talents. The doors of the church are open. Will you stand?